Mic check, one, two. Is that good? Yep, I can hear it. Perfect. Yeah. Solved. You're good to go. Sounds really good. I am all good. Solved? Yeah. Nice. All right. So, all right. So I think we're ready to record now. So this, and this one only took 55 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but Someday okay, so, we'll be able to just come in and just do yeah. it. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I honestly think, so outside of us being in the same room, I think this is the fix. So, yeah. oh, okay. I, yeah, so we'll do, yeah. So, so for every, so what I'll do is then, so I'll just set up a new zoom meeting for every episode so that we can archive them that way. And then, yeah. And, and, and then we'll just go with this because this already has everything we need. Right. Right. Um, yeah. So I'm, 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 I'm good with that. Okay, y'all. So fun fact, guess what? If we were going to be recording in person, I was going to bring tea. Like I bought tea. I bought honey for us, y'all. I know. Oh, and then okay, so And yeah. then and then I got the text from Abdul that we're not going to be meeting in person. And I was yeah. like, yeah, so, and that so that's mostly mainly because my sister-in-law's in town. Oh, OK, yeah. So, so cool. she's in town and she's and, and because they're hanging out with my mother and my grand, my mother-in-law. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're really, you know, they're Being really cautious. Kind of, yeah, exactly. Greetings, everybody. What's good? And welcome to the Christian Soldier Podcast, a social justice, faith-minded podcast featuring three friends from across the diaspora exploring life at the intersection of race, ethnicity, gender, culture, politics, and basically living while black. I'm Abdullah Muhammad. I'm Andres Amador. And I'm Justina Kinney. And we are just three POC in the cornfield, living life, loving Jesus, and fighting the good fight in these rough and tumble podcast streets. So I want to just welcome everyone to the inaugural edition of this podcast. Um, very humble and auspicious beginnings. And as we, have, uh, as we have tried a little bit, so behind the curtain, we have tried three or four times to record the inaugural edition <laughs> yes. amid technical issues and coronavirus and everything. And so it's the man, it's the man, the man trying to keep the us man. down. It's the man. It's, it's racial. It's racial. Like Martin and Boomerang. It's racial. <laughs> <laughs> so, but here we are now, right? So the Christian soldier podcast, we're basically talking about a bunch of different things, which we'll get into our, the different topics covered in this podcast here shortly. Um, but just want to uh, want to just give a a background of who we are and you know who us three yahoos are deciding to do a podcast and why. <laughs> so uh, I would love to start with Justine. Why don't you kick us off? Hello, everybody. Again, my name is Justina Kinney. Some people might know me by Tina. Either one works. I was born and raised in the beautiful country of Kenya. I came to the States when I was 17. And my background is that Abdul might disagree with me on this, but I don't think I was racialized. So a lot of these conversations are very new. They're very fresh for me. And so even as we progress on this journey, I'm going to be learning a lot myself. Like Abdul said, we want to welcome you to this podcast. This podcast is for you, regardless of your ethnicity, regardless of where you are pertaining racial awareness. This podcast is for you. So lean back, grab a cup of tea or coffee and enjoy. All right. So, um, like I said before, my name is Andres, Andres Amador. I was born in Puerto Rico. Yeah. Uh, the territory of uh, Puerto Rico. 
Um, I moved to North Carolina back in the early 80s. That's where I learned English. Then I moved to New York City. Well, my mom moved to New York City. I went along with her, stayed there from, let's see, three years, went back to Puerto Rico and then came to the Midwest. And I've been, I've been in the Midwest now for 20 some years. That's crazy to me. Wow. I just came here to study and I thought that I would leave and never left. I got a great family here. Yes. I got four kids, uh, married, married interracially. And we'll talk about that probably in other episodes. So uh, let's see what else. Um, for now, that's, that's, that's good enough for now. That's a good enough intro as I think more stuff will just mix it into the, to the podcast. So let me ask you guys really quick before I introduce myself and kind of my whatever, but what, so like, what's your passion? Who are you? How are you wired? Like what? Yeah. Like what's the, the, the heartbeat of what's inside of there? You want to start Justine? Andres, you can go. (laughs) (laughs) We call that passing the buck. That is passing the buck. All right. So what moves I look, the thing that three of us have in common is, we love music. Oh, yes. Okay. So that would be my thing. Uh, if I could be listening to music all day long, I would be listening to music all day long, all kinds of different music. I can, yeah, I can pretty much listen to just about anything. But uh, my, my, which is interesting, uh, growing up in Puerto Rico, I listened to a lot of American radio, a lot of American music, right? So I would say if I got to pick an era, for some reason, I've, I've told this to Abdul that like that 81, 82 R&B sound, for some reason, for me, I dig that, you know, like, I, mm. you know, that Shalimar and mm. I don't know, stuff like that. So, yeah, but that's, 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 which is crazy because a lot of that stuff made it to Puerto Rico. I mean, like, I'm not saying because I, I was listening to it here. I was just saying because it made it to Puerto Rican radio. Yeah. That's, that's what I listened to. I mean, yeah, I listened to Salsa and Merengue, but that was mostly Ooh. because my mom listened to it, which is crazy because not, well, not crazy, but now I listen to it and it just brings back a lot of good memories. Mm-hmm. So, but it, you know, my thing is just music, you know, like I could, I can answer questions with songs, titles wow. or lyrics and whatnot. That's good. That's good. That's dope. Justine. Man, Andres, you're so cool. I love it. Um, wow. My passion, you know, I love knowledge. I love knowledge. Um, And I think a big part of that is because of the kind of family that I grew up in. My father is an academic. He's a professor. And my mom has just always had a passion for education and, and the process of learning. And I think I kind of inherited that from them. So I love knowledge. I love reading books. I love doing research. Anytime I'm on Facebook, I'm always looking for like news articles and what are people talking about? So I definitely... I just love the process of learning and imbibing new information. And part of what we're going to talk about on this podcast is how to be critical. So knowledge is a phenomenal thing, but we also want to be critical as we're acquiring all this information, especially in this age of social media. We want to be critical in terms of what we're receiving and how we process that. But I also love music, y'all. I love music. And maybe someday the three of us are going to do like a little mashup of some of our favorite songs, but I love music. I wish I could write songs. Maybe someday I will, but 
definitely love music for sure. Yeah. Oh no, let me let me add one more thing before you get to Abdul. Yes, I love learning knowledge. I think that's the other thing that the three of us have in common mm-hmm. as well, besides music, is just we love learning. Yeah. I love I love learning a lot, lot too as well. And it's, I'm glad you said mashup because I can't sing. So Okay, Andres, I thought you can that's, rap. That's, can you not rap? Is this no? <laughs> Yeah, you're funny. <laughs> you're real funny. No, I cannot I can't rap. <gasps> you wanna you you wanna hear funny stories? Yes. Here's 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 how I learned about this is this is the most formal music education that I have. Okay. So I had to do daily journal back when I was in uh, New York City. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was, hey, shout out to PS36 and Junior High School 125 and in the Bronx. <laughs> First shout, First shout out. Um, so I had to do a daily journal and I would fall behind on it. So to catch up, what I would do, I would listen to the radio and I had no idea that there was a term for this, but basically I was writing parodies. Mm-hmm. To songs i would i would make up lyrics so that's how i knew about you know first verse second verse wow. bridge, chorus, bridge chorus because i would write so many of those to catch up that's how that I, is I, so cool that's, that's my formal songwriting well informal mm-hmm. wow all right all right i see you i see you so in all of her explaining who she is there's two pieces that Justine forgot. One, she forgot the fact that she is also trained as an engineer. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So, <laughs> this this is this is this is a woman with a with a very sharp analytical mind. <clears throat> so, I'm just saying, like the whole the 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 part of the idea of having you as as a guest on this podcast which came from my wife shout out to my wife was just to make sure that we have a voice like yours represented you know um being a woman of color and i mean just a bunch of different things so i i i love that oh thank you and and the second thing is just to clown you a little (laughs) bit she's also she's also a uh, what was it? It was private school bougie. No, boarding school bougie. <laughs> okay, y'all, listen. <laughs> the boarding schools yeah. that I went to were not bougie. <laughs> y'all, like, it was a struggle. I went to boarding school in Kenya. It was not bougie <laughs> at all. It was... Would other Kenyans agree with that? They statement? definitely would. And, you know, honestly, like, now that I'm older and I can look back, I'm like... A lot of the things that we had to endure in boarding school were not okay. Like, y'all, like, we ate, like, two meals a day. And we had, like, a cup of tea for breakfast. Like, that's, like, not okay. Like, just so... That's child abuse. Exactly. But, hey, it allowed <laughs> so, no, me to be the person I am today, so I'm grateful. But, yeah. There you go. That's good. So, I, I just want to find <laughs> you on that. Because, but, but we'll actually get to, I'm sure, at some point in this podcast, we'll, we'll get to the whole thing about you know, how the idea of boarding school is different in your context mm-hmm. than it is in our context. Yeah. So, you know, if, if, if an American hears boarding school, we're thinking a whole different thing than what you're thinking when you say boarding school. So, so yeah. So, and I guess I'll just um, really quick introduce myself. My name again is Abdullah Muhammad. So as you can tell, so um, I am, I'm African-American. I'm a, I'm a black dude. I'm a brother. Right. <laughs> so, 
um, we have we have the diaspora represented here in many facets. We have we have an Afro-Latino, Afro-Caribbean, and we have we have an African, a Kenyan, and then we have me. Mm -hmm. So the way that we interact with living while black is significantly different. Yes. And I think that's one of the things that will add to the richness of our podcast and hopefully provide really just some some great value and great, you know, help or whatever for for um, for others. And so um like I said, my name is Abdullah. I'm from I'm from Kansas City. I'm a Midwest boy and uh I am I guess both vocationally and avocationally and passion wise, I am a what's what's called now a diversity, equity, and inclusion educator. So, you know, we've called it we've called it diversity trainer. We've called it anti-racism. We've we've given it a bunch of names, but uh, I facilitate diversity, equity, and inclusion workshops and do lots of teaching and training work. Um, I'm a I'm a I'm a community activist. Um, I have been, I'm a, uh, I'm a church planter. You know, this is the Christian soldier podcast, but it's not specifically a Christian podcast, mm -hmm. which we'll explain here in a minute. But, um, I have been a church planter, an elder, a Bible teacher, um, former pastor. Uh, I'm a, a musician yes. and, a, and a worship leader. And, and so I've done, you know, all of that. So, uh, I was, a I was a musician for a long time playing out in bars and clubs and recording and all that kind of stuff. And um, then also, you know, my, my training or my academic training is as a political scientist and as a historian. So, you know, I studied, um, I study American history, culture, and politics. And then um, as a, as a political scientist, I study political behavior, political socialization, and uh, public policy. And right now I'm really, you know, deep in study and doing research on implicit racial bias. Um, so, so implicit bias in a general sense, but implicit bias, racial bias in a very specific sense, because, you know, there are lots of different types of implicit bias. So, um, when we started having the idea for this podcast, it really was, man, let's, as we're just having conversations in the backyard and then, you know, cookouts or at church or with friends or whatever, we just wanted to maybe give people, you know, a glimpse of the kind of conversations we have when we're hanging out because they're the kind of conversations that seem to be happening all over the place with a lot of people mm -hmm. and um, especially nationally. And then as we were trying to figure out what it means to be a person of color in this moment, we just want to be able to help to add some value in that conversation. Mm -hmm. So that's um, that's a bit of, of of me in a nutshell. And I can the last thing I'll say is that I'm also uh, married. So beautiful thing. So Andres, Andres is one of my two best friends on the planet, right? And so my best friend married my wife's best friend. So uh, his 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 wife was introduced to him by my wife. And so it's just been a, a really blessing to have this brother as a friend and as a, as a fellow soldier and somebody who's got my back and somebody whose back I have. And so, um, but both of us are also married uh, interracially, you know? And so when we have the conversation about living while black, there are some facets that we hear or that we live that we don't really hear from, 
you know, some of the other really great podcast content that's out there. So that's one more dimension I think that we can be able to speak to um, in people's experiences as well. Yeah, I think that just among the three of us, the conversation is just going to be so rich just because, like you said, just the diaspora aspect of it, uh, you know, Kenyan, Puerto Rican, and uh, African-American. But then my context as a Puerto Rican was also part of uh, assimilation into American culture. And we'll talk about that uh, maybe today or, or other podcast. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to this conversation. And I was uh, wondering, Abdul, question for you is, because you named this first started as a Facebook page, Christian Soldier. So what does that mean for you? Why Christian Soldier? Yeah. So I would say um, that the first part of the soldier really, or soldier really, you know, and, and we put a little swag on it, so that's why soldier, um, is that that's kind of who I am and how I'm wired. And, and you know, I come from a family of, of uh, activists and, and black nationalists and quite frankly, people like men and women who have tried to live their whole life to be fully authentic and to exist in spaces outside of white supremacy. And we'll explain what white supremacy is here shortly too. Um, and I guess just briefly what I mean by that is the idea and the sensibility that things are associated with what it means to be white or Caucasian or European of the European descent, that those things are more preferable. So that's what I mean by white supremacy and not, you know, somebody who is, you know, Confederate flag, swastika, neo-Nazi, none of that kind of stuff. I just mean people who have normalized the idea that white is better. So, you know, I come from a line of folks who are just trying to live in spaces outside of that. Um, and then it also means that, you know, as a, as a Christ follower, as a person who follows the teachings of Jesus of Nazareth and the gospel of Jesus Christ, it also means that in this, in this world, in this life, in this existence, we're really, we're always, we're always doing battle. We are always doing you know, I, I jokingly say that Christians should be the ultimate jihadists because, you know, we as Christians or people of faith are fighting for the holiness and the defense of the justice of God. And so for me, that's what it meant to start that page. So the Facebook page was started a few years ago just out of a desire to find some Christian spaces that existed outside of white supremacy because they were all just really just kind of whacking water down. Like, you know, all of the, all the Christian spaces, I come from evangelicalism, right? I, I kind of, I, I became a believer in Jesus through, through evangelicalism. And so as I separated myself from evangelicalism, I started to have to have to ask myself the question of what it still meant to be a Christian. And um, so it, it comes from all of those kind of things. And so, and we, you know, even, even biblically, we think about, um, the whole like putting on the armor of God and and the 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 shield of faith and the blessed plate of righteousness and the and I can't remember what all they all they are now but there's a whole description of what it means to kind of fight that fight so to speak so that's what it means the belt to, of truth the belt of truth good. yes mm -hmm. yes so 
that's what it means to me. Um, and that's why, that's why Christian soldier. And, you know, like we said before that this will be because our social location is as Christians and people of faith. Um, that's just how I, that's our worldview and how we look at the world. And so because of that, that's, you know, kind of part of who we are, but, but this isn't a, 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 a specifically Christian podcast. We'll get into some themes of theology and doctrine and that kind of stuff, but it won't be exclusively that. So we're not here to, you know, to really to, to, to convert anyone or, or hammer somebody over the head with, 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 you know, the Bible or the gospel, but we do want listeners and hopefully people will listen and stick in and dial in with us. We do want listeners to just understand the reality of each person's social location. Mm-hmm. So when we're talking about, for example, equity and diversity and inclusion, well, this is a practical example of what that means. Mm-hmm. So what it means is understanding somebody's social location and how that shapes their worldview, which mm-hmm. then which then shapes other things. And so, and you know, I have worked with I have worked with tens of thousands of people, and I promise you, I promise you, you get into spaces, and they're largely you know, kind of progressive spaces where to be a Christian, people look at you sideways, like, oh, here's, here comes one of them. Right. <laughs> so, so I don't want people thinking that, but so that's, that's, that's my, my explanation of that, what that means, Andres. Yeah. Um, for, for me, it's, it's similar in the sense of as a Christian, we are called to do something in the world. We're not just here sitting still yeah. and waiting for Jesus to come back. There's a, there's a job to do um, on behalf of Jesus. And I also appreciate that uh, our brothers and sisters who may not be believers, that this would also be a space for them mm-hmm. to, if, if, if anything, just to be a fly on the wall. Actually, this is a good space to be a fly on the wall yeah. on a lot of different conversations. Yes, there's going to be talk on on Christianity, and and we'll have some. Let's say we have our points of view that may not be that will will be different from what most people think um, Christianity is. Uh, I'm not I'm not a theologian. Um, I just read a lot, so. And I, I try to learn and try to apply what I've what I've learned from reading scripture and just the conversations that we've had, you know, with Abdul outside of this podcast and now with Justine. So it, it's it's for me this podcast is just we're gonna come at things from a a different worldview, a different point of view that I think it will be refreshing. It would leave a lot of people saying, I never thought about it that way, which is a, which is, which is a good mm-hmm. thing. I think all of us like context mm-hmm. and for a lot of s- subjects, it gets talked about out of context. So we hope to base a lot of our conversations first in the context and, and a few times that context is going to involve uh, Christianity. Mm-hmm. Notice that we don't say religion, mm-hmm. uh, and when we say Christianity, we do mean what, what we've gleaned, what we've gotten from from reading uh, uh, the the scripture, and what we've thought about and prayed and had conversations. Um, so um, 
when it comes to the Christian soldier, it's just the fact that we are here to do something. Yeah. To actually make the world as it was supposed mm -hmm. to be. And that's going to look a whole lot different than for a lot of people might think uh, it looks like. Yeah. So how about you, Justine? What did you think when you saw the title Christian soldier yeah. or Christians? See, I don't, ha I don't have the, I don't have the, the African-American swag to say. Yeah, it, you right? do. You quit playing Soldier. around. I, th I think, I, yeah, I think, I think my, my, there's still an accent in there that's getting in the way. All I got to say is you bet not put a, you, you bet not put a hard R on that joint. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Christian soldier. <laughs> I'll, hey, I'll put the Puerto Rican R. I can put there the Puerto Rican R. It's like, <laughs> yeah. Roll the mm -hmm. R. It's like you fade away. Welcome to the Christian soldier. There you go. Like, like put a little salsa in there. Come on now. <laughs> right. All right, Tina, hit it. Bienvenido al Christian soldier podcast. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> um, so I would say for me, when I think of the term soldier, two things stand out. First of all, the part of it that talks about the soul. And the more we have this conversations, we're going to realize that injustice, oppression, racism, bigotry is a very visceral experience. It doesn't just affect uh, people's minds or people's lives in a very abstract way. It affects every facet of both the oppressed and the oppressor, right? So racism and injustice affects the souls of people of color. And part of being able to become an ally and anti-racist is being able to build that empathy and not just thinking of the mechanics of racism, but also thinking about the humanity behind the people that are impacted by racial oppression, white supremacy, Supremacy, whiteness, um, and all those other things that we're going to be talking about. The second part of it is the idea of being a soldier. So we know that anytime there are structures that have existed for centuries on end, it's going to take a lot of battle and literal warfare to disrupt and dismantle those systems. And so we consider ourselves to be soldiers in a battle. You know, we are fighting against oppression. And something that I love, I'm just going to talk about uh, a chapter in the Bible that I love, Isaiah 61. And this talks about Jesus and, and Jesus has come to, to tear down oppression. He has come to set the captives free. And so we think of ourselves as soldiers as well, being able to collaborate with that. And again, like you don't necessarily have to be a believer to know and to recognize that it will take warfare. It takes a lot of I don't want to say violence, you know, but it takes um, like we like we are going against a very strong and very embedded structure. So we consider ourselves to be soldiers. Yes. So, yep, that's the thing that I think about. No, that's that's really, really good. And and we are, you know, while while, you know, soldiers can also be like a defensive posture. Right. Because one mm -hmm. of the things that happens when you are fighting against structural racism, racism yeah. fights back violently, as we can yeah. very see, like very clearly see what we very clearly know, you know, um, the, the protection and preservation of racism and oppression always fights back against those who are challenging it violently. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and, it's really interesting to think about that from the point of view of like, let's say bias and let's say, 
you know, like Black Lives Matter, for example, mm-hmm. and and all of the rhetoric around how violent Black Lives Matter is, mm. which most of the violence is happening, that people are claiming the name of Black Lives Matter isn't Black Lives Matter. It's people who were showing up to protests who meant to do some janky, janky stuff to begin with. But, mm-hmm. but even that, even that, pales in comparison to the violence that perpetuated the need to respond right. with the rallying call of Black Lives Matter in the first place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, this is, I'm, I'm just looking forward to, to the conversations that we're going to be having. Yeah, it's going to be a fun ride. I'm yes. excited. So what are all the kinds of content that we're going to cover in this podcast, guys? Well, some of it's going to be uh, uh, current events. I think uh, we are living... We are living in interesting times. We're recording in the summer of 2020. If you're listening, if you're listening from the future, yeah. there's quite a lot of things that have happened. Man, this whole year mm-hmm. is a thing. <laughs> I mean, every yes. single month yeah. there's something that's worth talk worth talking about. So we're gonna start with that. We're gonna start, we're gonna do a topical content around issues of course justice like we mentioned structural racism culture marriage singleness mm-hmm. and just uh, a lot of other considerations about being married and interracially like we mentioned basically mm-hmm. it's just you know what's it like to just be a person of color um, around this time and mm-hmm. where we live mm-hmm. and how does that compare yeah to where we come from or what 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 other experiences uh that we've had. So what else, what else, what else, Justine, what else are we going to talk mm-hmm. about? We're also going to have guests and y'all, when I tell you, I cannot wait for us to have people over in our little virtual living room, a podcast living room, because I think everyone has a different perspective, you know? So we're going to have people that we know, people that we just do life with, you know, and people that are parts of our spheres, some friends, some local experts, and people who have interesting questions that we've had great conversations with. So I cannot wait for us to have guests over. And I'm sure that we're going to have people that that have a lot of different identities. So again, hopefully you can find one person that you can at least somewhat identify with when it comes to the conversations of justice and structural racism. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's good. And then the last thing that we're going to be doing is short series, right? Because some of the some of the concepts or some of the things that we go over might mm-hmm. be, you know, might not be or might be too much content for one episode. So we might do, you know, a series of, you know, two or three or four episodes on a on a specific topical issue, you know. So um like while there will be times where you know, a lot of the language that we use, um, we will we'll kind of clarify and 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 define. But then sometimes, just as a for instance, you know, we might need to do just one or two episodes on a couple of key concepts that that have been defined not by us, you know, as any arbiters of any of that, but that have been defined by, you know, social scientists or theologians or you know, society in general, because the meanings of things change over time by just the sheer force of society, um, that, you know, we might have to have some conversations about what some of those things mean so that when we say certain terms, you all as listeners know what we mean, 
or when you say certain terms because i'm i'm positive anyone who's anyone who's listening to to this podcast right now if you have had a conversation about racism I promise you, you have happened, you've had it happen more than one time where the person you're talking to has a different definition of what racism is than you. And that has caused great frustration, great consternation, and you guys are arguing about something without even really clarifying the terms of the conversation you're having. So um, that has certainly been my experience, and I've seen that countless times. And so we'll, we'll have some series like that where, you know, where, where we'll say, okay, wait a minute, we're talking about structural racism. What does that mean? You know, so some of those kind of things. Um, and then we'll also be able to, you know, we'll also provide you with some resources, some, some, some books and movies and content and, you know, uh, academic journal articles or just a bunch of different things to help you along in a justice journey. Um, mm-hmm. So that's going to be a lot for a podcast. However, it really is, again, just a version of the conversations we have every time we're together. So mm-hmm. I'm, looking, I'm looking forward to, to all of that. So um, just to give you a little bit of a taste we're going to end this podcast. So we've tried to record, like I said, at the top of the podcast, we've tried to record this podcast a few times amid technical difficulties. Well, one of the times we tried to record was on the 4th of July. Mm-hmm. So we're, you know, we're, we're about, as we record this, we're about a week past the 4th of July. Actually, we're exactly a week past the 4th of July. Um, and so one of the conversations we were going to have, and so I'll, I'll ask this question, is whether or not people of color, and sometimes we can water down people of color because you don't want to say black folks, but um, so in this instance, I'm going to say, should, should people of color, because it does apply to Latinos, it does apply to Native Americans, and you know, but should people of color celebrate the 4th of July. And if you want to answer that question, or if you want to answer specifically black folks, feel free. But what do you think? Should we be celebrating the 4th of July? All right. Who wants to take that one first? (laughs) Andres, you got it. All right. So this is not an easy, at least for me, it's not an easy question to answer. And, And I've had, I've had, uh, a couple of thoughts about about that question. At at first, when we first recorded this, uh, m- my first answer was that it was a both and. I understand why uh, people of color. I truly understand why African Americans wouldn't wouldn't celebrate the Fourth of July. But at the same time, I thought that it was probably something that. I can also I can also understand if an African American or someone a person of color would would celebrate the Fourth of July, okay? But then I had a, a second thought about that, and I'll start with and, and and this time I want to be specific to African Americans and I want to be specific to Puerto Ricans and I want to be specific to Puerto Ricans living in Puerto Rico. So I'm going to start with mm. with um, mm-hmm. Puerto Rico. <laughs> 
<laughs> Puerto Ricans living in, in Puerto Rico back home. So we cannot vote for president. This is an election year. And in Puerto Rico, if you're living on the island, uh, that second Tuesday in November 2020, Puerto Ricans won't be able to vote for president. You can vote in the primaries for the Democratic Party, the Republican Party, but the citizens of Puerto Rico back home in November cannot vote for their president. The people who are in Puerto Ricans who live back home, who are in, who wear the uniform, uh, of, of the military cannot vote for their commander in chief. Mm. So should those people celebrate the 4th of July? My answer to that is, yeah, I mean, technically, of course, we can go to the beach, we can hang out, we can have the day off and all that kind of stuff. But on paper, theoretically, we can't. Because mm-hmm. even though we have an American passport, that mm-hmm. passport, and, and while that's great and everything, it says that we're American. But mm-hmm. our American is in quotes. Mm-hmm. If you cannot vote for the president of the United States, I can't say that yeah. you are a full citizen of the United States. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. If, yeah. If, if your American has a quote on it, mm. then you can't. Mm-hmm. Now, my case, yeah. okay, I'm in the Midwest, I'm Puerto Rican, born and raised, like I said, that, that is troublesome because also at the same time, the United States is a, well, on paper it's a territory, but for practical purposes, is a colony of the United mm-hmm. States. Mm-hmm. So should I celebrate that? Mm. And that's not easy because one part of my answer is, while I have benefited a lot from being here in the States, Mm -hmm. there's also that political reality back home Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that I I think about. So Mm -hmm. it's a nuanced answer for me. Uh, um, Mm -hmm. My revised answer is, is, well, I'll, I'll answer it like this. I moved to North Carolina. My mom and I moved to North Carolina, like I, I think I said, back in the early 80s. And mm-hmm. mom and I never talked about this, and I don't understand still to this day why I did it. But when I rise for the national anthem, all, all these years that I've they play the national anthem and you know people stand and whatnot, and when I've stood with them, I noticed that some people would put their hands on their heart and that sort of thing, but I didn't. And it wasn't. Mm-hmm. It was never out of any kind of rebellion. But mm-hmm. I felt, and I, I don't have any other word for it, I felt if I put my hand on my heart like I was turning my back on Puerto Rico, my country, mm-hmm. and I didn't want to do that. So for me, it's always been this, this back and forth between, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm living in the States and I've, I've, and I've, I've gotten an education here and I've gotten employment here and I've started my family here. And I've, and I've gotten all these things, but there's also a political reality, one, and there's also an ethnicity reality. I, mm. I, I want to hang on to being Puerto Rican. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, and I know that because 
when I watch the Olympics, I don't shed a tear when they play the national anthem, even though I'm, I'm, I'm happy, you know, but I mm -hmm. shed a tear when they play the, the Puerto Rican national anthem. When I see, yeah. when I see that flag raised and mm -hmm. when it's USA versus Puerto Rico, I root for Puerto Rico, mm -hmm. you know? So, mm -hmm. um, I know it's a long-winded answer, but I think for a lot of Puerto Ricans, it's, it has to be a long-winded answer. Yeah. Uh, but the recap, back home, you can't because there's, mm -hmm. there's, there's the Americans in quotations, and, and, and yeah. which extends to me. I mean, I'm an American citizen mm -hmm. in quotations as well. I'm an mm -hmm. American citizen. I was born in, on the island, and I'm a citizen by law. As opposed to the Constitution, mm. right? Yeah. Which okay. ultimately and I'm, means yeah. I'm that sorry, can I'm, be rescinded. Laws can be rescinded. Yes, 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 mm -hmm. yes. So anyway, mm -hmm. and then um, I'm in. And it, so on the African American now, this which is interesting that Puerto Ricans going to tell if African Americans should celebrate or not. But the way I see it is, it's the same idea of American in quotes. So you, Abdul, you have an American passport mm -hmm. as well. And it says that you're an American, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. But the rights that your descendants have were given to them. Mm -hmm. Your descendants were mm -hmm. allowed to vote. Yeah. Or my ancestors, you mean? Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. And yes, they were allowed to vote. Uh, you told the story that when was the first time your mom was allowed to vote? So yeah, it wasn't my mother. It was my uh, my my grandmother. So my grandmother. my yeah my mother. Um, so I you know I'm a Gen Xer, right? So I'm just a, I'm 48 years old. So you know um, I was born four years after uh, MLK was assassinated. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. I was born less than you know less than a decade after the Civil Rights and Voting Rights Acts were passed. So that's my point. That's yeah, my so my, there. right, so my grandmother, my grandmother mm -hmm. was in her 40s as a black woman. Mm -hmm. My grandmother was in her mm -hmm. 40s before she could take full advantage of the benefits of democracy mm -hmm. and the benefits of what it meant to be an American. Yeah. And so, yeah, so when we have this conversation, mm -hmm. I, I think this is the point you're making. It's not abstract. It wasn't a long time ago. Right. It was last Tuesday in the span of history. Right. Basically, basically, and that's my point because mm -hmm. you two share this this American in quotes that Puerto mm -hmm. Ricans share because mm -hmm. your descendants were not included in the plan of the right of, of mm -hmm. the United States. Yeah, right. So African Americans mm -hmm. have been this other, and Puerto Ricans have been this other, mm -hmm. and yeah. Kenyans who live here have been this other. <laughs> Yes. Um, yes. Mm -hmm. We are. We are others. Still today. Right. Summer of twenty twenty. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. Now, here's the thing, and and maybe this applies to all of us, but in the African American experience, I I, I'm, I was thinking particularly, I think, because of that other, because of that quote, African Americans should celebrate mm -hmm. the Fourth of July, out of, rebellion. Mm. Think of it as a as a sit-in. Wow. The sit-in, the idea of a sit-in mm. was to go into a white space 
were a counter, a diner yeah. that would not serve people of color, African-Americans in particular in the mm-hmm. 60s or 50s in the American South, and say, mm-hmm. we demand service because we're human. And to deny mm-hmm. me service yeah. simply because of the color of my skin doesn't make any sense. And we will be here mm-hmm. and we will be served on and we hope to be served on, but they, they knew they were mm-hmm. not going to be served on. <laughs> they knew they were going to experience, mm-hmm. have a terrible experience. But it was the, the sit-ins yeah. were done out of defiance, out of saying, we mm. we just want to sit here, man. We just want to sit at the table. We just want you to treat us as normal. Right. So this whole civil right fight yeah. is for celebrating <laughs> the 4th of July. That's a really good insight. I, I like, yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. That's good. You know what I mean? Mm. The whole idea of civil right movement yeah. is so you can put your, put your guard yeah. down and just have fun and right. look at the stars and stripes and say, finally, in the American experiment, mm-hmm. I'm included yeah. in that. Yeah. And yeah, and be considered included yeah. in what it meant to be a, like, be a part of the blessings of liberty. From the beginning. Right. Yeah. Right. Yes. So that's, that's, yeah. that's my nuanced yeah. answer to that. Well, and, wow. and I like that you said, you know, nuance because like you said earlier that, you know, sorry for the long-winded answer. Well, I don't think it was a long-winded answer. I think, I think it's, it's a nuanced answer and it, and it has complexity and right. it requires that that complexity mm-hmm. be explained. Mm-hmm. And part of our problem right. now is that we see things so much in, or we want to see them and so much in these binary terms and these simplistic terms, because we, it's, it's like, mm-hmm. if we, if we have to process nuance, our heads are going to explode and our brains are going to ooze out of our ears. Right. Right. You know? So, but mm-hmm. I think, I think, yeah, I, I appreciate the care of the answer. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. You know, so I personally, I feel like part of my personality is I tend to be very like, either black or white. You're an engineer. And so I think for me personally, this answer is not nuanced at all. There we go. Um, so for me, this, this topic is not nuanced in any way because I think about it, slavery, right, started in 1619. Uh, July 4th happened in 1776. Emancipation, Juneteenth, did not happen till around 1865. So in 1776, African-Americans were not human in this country. They were only partly human. They were deemed as property, right? Black men did not own their wives in 1776. They did not even own their children in 1776. So black people were not free in 1776. So when we, for me, like, it's just realistically speaking, July 4th, was not for people of color. July 4th was not for African-Americans. It was created for whoever was deemed human and whoever was deemed American, and that was white people. And when I think about this, um, as a Kenyan living in America, who's an immigrant, when I think of what it means to be, to stand in solidarity with my African-American brothers and sisters, I cannot in good conscience celebrate July 4th knowing, knowing that that very day excluded them, literally erased them, and was yet another reminder, another reminder 
that you are not American. As Andre said, you are an other, you are a slave, you are property. And we want to make sure that you know that. So, but one more thing that I'm going to say, I think, and one of us had mentioned this before, a lot of these conversations really happen in context, you know, like I think for every African-American, you need to decide what July 4th means for you and your family and whether or not you want to celebrate that based on your context, the life you have, how you view American history. And so, mm. yeah. So let, See, me, let, okay. me, let me just say something. I, we'll get to yeah. you. We'll get to you in a little bit. <laughs> we'll get to I you know, for a little ahead. bit. <laughs> go ahead. I know he's just he's ready I'm, I'm ready to go. blast off yeah. now, boy. <laughs> because I mean, honestly, you know, this is about well, it's not like it's about you, mm-hmm. but African and this mm-hmm. this is an African American subject. Okay. Yeah. Um because yeah. like Justine said, in 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 the experiment, you know, your descendants were not mm-hmm. were not considered, you know. So like mm-hmm. I said, I, I totally get if there's African-Americans that don't celebrate, that are mm-hmm. very, that mm-hmm. take a militant yeah. point of view, mm-hmm. just like mm-hmm. there's a lot of uh, uh, people who are pro-independence in Puerto Rico that don't celebrate the 4th of July. <laughs> you know, yeah. they have a very, very, very mm-hmm. strong opinion. Uh, and everybody has that, obviously has that, has that right. Mm-hmm. What, what I wanted to ask you, Justine, before we mm-hmm. get to Abdul is, Mm-hmm. What do you mean by yeah. celebrate when you say, I, in, if I understood you right, that you mm-hmm. would not celebrate yeah. out of solidarity, easier mm-hmm. for me to say. Uh, yeah. But what does that, mm-hmm. what does that look like? Like if, if, if we were, if there was something, if the parade was downtown and you wouldn't go or what does, what does that mean to you? Well, partially that. So in terms of just the basic okay. mechanics of the day, you know, and for me, actually, like this is this is the first year where I really sat down and thought about July 4th and what it means, because part of being non-American and moving here is that you kind of just go with the flow, you know, like you never really take time to sit down. And even how you talked about like the national anthem, if I'm being very honest, the first time I thought about the national anthem is when I was preparing for my citizenship exam, because like, you know, like we had to know that. And we kind of had to memorize a few things from that. And now that I'm going deeper and deeper in my racial awareness, and again, having that critical lens when I think about America and American history, I had never really thought about July 4th till this year, you know? Um, And I realized this is is a day that erased erased people of color, specifically African-Americans. And so for me, the day is honestly just another day. Now, I fully know that July 4th is a thing. I know what it symbolizes, but I don't, like, I'm not going to go out of my way to do anything July 4th related. I'm not going to go out of my way to wear red, blue, and white, you know? For me, it's it's just July 4th. It's just another day. But now on Juneteenth, you know, I'm going hard. You know, I'm going hard for that day. Uh, there's this new thing that's coming up, Blackout Tuesday, you know? And so, like, those are things that I'm like, I could invest my time and my energy in this versus in July yeah, I 4th. I get that. I get that. Yeah. Mm. Okay, Abdul. Yeah. <laughs> I'm ready for your uh, answer now. Ready. We'll take your answer now. <laughs> okay, fair enough. 
I, okay, so I'm going to keep mine <laughs> quick so that we can wrap up this episode. But, uh, well, I guess quick-ish because there's still nuance there. But um, yeah, I think where, where I'd start is some version of, well, really what both of you were saying. So uh, when I, so I, I've given my son, right, my, my 20-year-old, I've given him, we've had lots of conversations about whether or not he chooses to celebrate the 4th of July and stand for the national anthem. He chooses not to stand for the national anthem, for instance. And I completely understand and respect why. Mm. Right. Um, mm -hmm. I choose. So speaking specifically about the 4th of July, when I think about the 4th of July or when I think about the national anthem, um, so like you said, Andres, when you, you know, when you hear the Puerto Rican national anthem play, you, you, you get teary and misty. And when you, when you hear the American national anthem, not so much. Well, I actually, I get, I get teary and misty when I think about the national anthem. And when I think about mm -hmm. the 4th of July, like it really, you know, it, mm -hmm. and, but it does, it does because I consider myself a patriot in the historical sense, right? And so here's what, here's what being a patriot and being patriotic meant to the patriots. And I want to read just this excerpt because mm -hmm. th there's, two, there's two competing ideas in my head that create this conflict. So one, there's Frederick Douglass, right? And the, you know, the, famous, the famous speech of um, what to the slave, what, what has been called as what to the slave is the 4th of July, you know, that he delivered in 1852 um, at an, uh, an Independence Day celebration that, was, you know, that he was invited to from this women's group. Right. And so um, what he says, like, I feel like my, my, uh, my double sidedness of all this is, is captured in what he said. And I think what you said, Andres, kind of captured the sentiment of that as well. But he says that, you know, I'm just going to read it like a couple of sentences. Fellow citizens, I am not wanting in respect for the fathers of this republic. He says, the signers of the Declaration of Independence were brave men. They were great men, too, great enough to give frame to a great age. And it does not, it does not often happen to a nation to rise at one time such a number of truly great men. Right? So at one time, all these truly great men who rose all up all at once is uncommon in human history is what, is what he's saying. He says, he says, the point from which I am compelled to view them is not, is not certainly the most favorable, and yet I cannot contemplate their great deeds with less admiration. Mm. They were statesmen, patriots, and heroes, and for the good they did and the principle they contended for, I will unite with you in their memory. Mm. That's what I think about when I think about the 4th of July because uniting with them in their memory also meant the memory of what they declared and how important it was. So now here's the second of the third excerpts I'm going to read. The second one is from the Declaration of Independence. When in the course of human events, it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with one another 
and assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and of nature's God entitle them, and this is the part, a decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to the separation. And it goes on and says, when in the long train of abuses and usurpations, I love that, that language, you know, when in the long train of abuses and usurpations. So that's what I think about when I think about um, what it means to celebrate the 4th of July. The reason why I get teary and misty is because I think about these phenomenally great men and these ideals that they aspire to. And I also think that they themselves declared independence because of the long train of abuses and usurpations. Yeah. And then I come back to Frederick Douglass and he says, I say it with a sad sense of the disparity between us, meaning black and white, meaning free and not free. I am not included within the pale of this glorious anniversary. Your high independence only reveals the immeasurable distance between us. And then he goes on to say, while you celebrate, I must mourn. And the reason why I tear up when I think about the 4th of July and I think about the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence is because I always, and I do mean always because I was, you know, I'm, I studied American history and political science. That's my thing. Whenever I think about it, I always have this sense of duality and it is, it just makes me emotional to think about it. And so... And so when I see the flag and I see not and the people that are standing up and whatever, and I see the bloodshed that was, that was, or the blood that was shed for the cause of liberty from the colonies and the blood that was shed to protect the idea that people like you and I are not fully human and, and, and deserve to be subjugated because there's something innate and pathological in us that requires our subjugation. I think about that bloodshed too. Mm -hmm. And I think about, you know, the people on the middle passage and the women who, who, who jumped off the boat or let themselves fall over the side of the boat. There's a great scene in the movie Amistad in the middle passage scene where, you know, a woman is sitting on just kind of the rail of the ship. And mm -hmm. I don't recall if she's pregnant, but I think she's for sure holding a baby. And she's looking at Sinke, wow. the main, like the main African protagonist. And they kind of give this knowing nod and she just drifts off the side of the boat. Yeah. I, I, I haven't watched that movie. I started watching it and they show the scene from the middle passage. I was like, no, stop. I couldn't, I couldn't watch it. Yep. Nope. I, yep. No, thank I'm you. done. I'm good. Yeah. yeah. I, couldn't, I couldn't finish so, watching it. Right. So, I mean, I mean, all that, all that to say for me, this is this, I've gone back and forth on celebrating the 4th of July. Um, I am more consistently against celebrating the 4th of July. Um, and, and, you know, to your point about it being a, a, a thing about resistance, Andres, I also think really the historical legacy of the most patriotic thing to do would be to not celebrate the 4th of July. Like what do you mean? So, so what I mean by that is 
the patriots themselves started opposing the laws of the land and they and they demonstrated by a, a bunch of different means including public demonstration of part of, of property mm-hmm. aka the boston tea party you know and so they themselves opposed the laws and the rules and the authorities of their day specifically because they felt they were unjust to what the patriots themselves believed was their innate God-given humanity. Yeah, no, I, 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 I totally mm-hmm. get that. What I just, I, I think you got it. But just to, just to clarify, it's like, yeah. it's like to celebrate, but to celebrate with intent. To celebrate with, yes. to say, yes. you know, we're, you know, like that one famous uh, photograph where there's the African-American man with holding up a, a sign that says, I'm a man. I'm a, that yes that's what i mean that's yes. what i mean about celebrating the fourth with intent like and that's what this whole that's what this whole conversation is about that's what this whole podcast is about that's what this whole justice movement is about is that people proclaim who's standing up proclaiming that right. i am right you know whether i am a man mm. equally or i am a woman equally or i am oh yeah human okay equally. that's what it's all about it's just yeah, is, the, is, yeah. is, the, is the proclamation of the essential nature of how right. God yeah. made us. And so the other, mm-hmm. and so the reason why I think about mm-hmm. celebrating the 4th of July really also comes from a faith perspective. Yeah. Right. So yeah. our, your, like the three of us, our faith tradition is that, is, is the idea that, that, that God determines the times and places of our habitation. Mm-hmm. So God still, you know, in in his in his infinite wisdom of how to let the chessboard play out, right? Because God mm-hmm. is all knowing, but not all controlling in an, in 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 a dictatorial you know automaton kind of way. He still allowed for whatever reason things to play out the way that they did, and yes. part of that playing yep. out ended up resulting in his determining the times and places of our habitation that resulted in me being a man in this skin, in this place and in this time. Yeah. With, with in, in this country, with this problematic history. So as a person of African descent, I must mourn. Mm-hmm. As a person of faith, I have to also really think about that morning and right. mm-hmm. and still make sure that that comes under the subject the, the mm-hmm. subjection of the authority of God. Yeah. So so that's why to me it's complicated and that's you know and that's why you know so for those of you listeners where the Christian tradition is not your tradition you know, this is part of what it means, for example, equity, right? And diversity and inclusion and to have mm-hmm. all voices represented in this conversation mm-hmm. because it is not a simple one. So, so you know, I hope what people are hearing yeah. is how much we as people of color and whatever our location is, you know, African, Puerto Rican or black or African-American, how much these are really... These aren't just, this isn't social justice. It's not. Right? Yeah. This, this is existentialism. Mm, that's good. Like this, this is, this so is, good, this yeah. is basic, basic existentialism. So, is, so, yeah. so now you got a few yeah, people so opening their dictionaries. You want to. <laughs> 
Good. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Good. Good. And, Pick and, up a dictionary. Dang it. <laughs> bingo. No, not mm-hmm. only not only pick it up. You already right. have it in your pocket. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You already have, you know, so so there'll there'll be plenty of times where we say mm-hmm. where where we won't define or explain something yeah. and, and we will say, no, right. you go look it up. And and, and, and it's it not to be dismissive or mean. It's 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 to be understanding <laughs> of the fact that you have the the sum total of the world's knowledge in your pocket mm. if you have a smartphone. And and you can go find those things yourself. And then it also is that there is there is work while we are doing this as a contribution and because we have all been, you know, consumers of some phenomenal podcast content mm-hmm. that that at a that at some really critical times in my life in the last mm-hmm. couple of years that completely blessed my soul. And we want to be able to be that for other folks too. And yeah. so part of that also yeah. means that you need to take responsibility and agency for your own learning and your mm-hmm. own development. Because if you are yeah. a person yeah. of, you know, who's called white of European descent, right. who, who's listening to this podcast, we need you to understand mm-hmm. how absolutely it exhausting or exhausting for us. It can be for you to ask us to show you the way. Right. So in 2020, so, mm-hmm. in the age of the, in internet. 2020, mm. Yes. Mm. And so while on the one hand, I'm a teacher yeah. and I don't mind doing that. On the other hand, it's taxing and it's exhausting. And, and I want to help teach folks who want and are willing to learn. Right. I'm not in the convincing business anymore. I did that for wow. a long, long time. I am no longer in the convincing business. Yeah. Let me, so, let me say one more thing as we begin to wrap up that, for Justine and I, um, we have, in some ways, we have an out. We do. Right? I mean, Justine can hop on a plane, go to back. To Kenya, y'all. I can, I can go, you know, I can hop on a plane and go back. I know. But for you, Abdul, this, this is your country. You don't got yeah. a plan B. <laughs> this mm-hmm. has to work. Right. This, yeah, this has to work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I could I could bounce out too. I can go. I mean, you know, Ghana you is repatriating black folks right now. You can, but yeah. you know what I mean. That you know, you know, Justine and I mm-hmm. came from somewhere else, and you you yeah came yeah. from here. You were born yeah. here. Yes, you know, you know what I mean. I was born yeah. here. So yes, this whole I mean, like you like you said, Abdul, it's it's well, like like I said, it's this just has to, yeah. has to work just. The idea of of, mm-hmm. of eliminating that the white mm-hmm. body is yeah. the standard. Yes. Yes. That's just that's just yep. that's just it can't not be just intellectual. It's is this is an exercise in in accepting mm-hmm. humanity. That's what you said. Accepting yeah. everybody's full humanity. humanity. Yeah. And that's right. what we'll be talking yeah. about. Right. Right. And it's, and it's not, it's not just Mm -hmm. humanity in an abstract sense. It's humanity in a very concrete sense of, you know, I'm a father. I have, I have four children and I have two adult kids. And one Mm -hmm. of those adult kids is a Mm -hmm. black son. And I promise you, I worry about 
I worry about him. I worry about all my kids, but my, but my son being a young black man in America in this time, I worry about him every single day of my life. And I sometimes just text him just to make sure he responds that he's okay. Mm. Because real talk, if he responds, I know he's alive. Wow. Yeah. And so, and so when we're talking about living while black, we're talking about in this time where we have heard things about KKK doing recruiting and doing initiations and yeah. whether it's rumor or not, I'm not sure, but it's, it's been a thing that I've heard this week mm. about the KKK doing some and white supremacist groups doing some initiations and part of the initiations include the harassment and lynching of black men specifically. Mm. So, so when I say this is about living while black, yeah. it is, it is, it's not just, Hey, this is a, this is a kind of a cool tagline for a podcast, oh. but it's really about, it's really about, I want to make sure that I can lay my head down tonight and go to sleep mm-hmm. feeling confident that my babies are safe. Right. Right. Yeah. This wow. is not a conversation yeah. that you can opt out of. You live this conversation. Mm-hmm. We all live this conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. like that's what I meant. Like this yeah. is not an intellectual exercise. This is mm-hmm. this is it's not real life. Yes. It's real mm-hmm. yes. life. Mm-hmm. And yes, mm-hmm. for for there's some folks that you can go your whole life and not have to deal with this. Never. Yeah. No. Yeah. And you know, um, so I think Abdul made some very awesome points. And when even as he was talking, like it kind of struck me like people of color, specifically African-Americans have to sit down and actually ponder over whether or not to celebrate July 4th. Like in addition to all the things that they have to think about and worry about. Now, this is one other thing that they have to worry about. And, you know, like it's just it's sad because I'm like, it's already really hard being an African-American in this country. And now mm-hmm. having to sit down and think about what should I celebrate? What barbecue should I go to? How will I be perceived by my friends for celebrating this day or not celebrating this day? And those are just other layers about living while black. Then the whole idea of education. Um, so y'all, part of, part of what we're trying to do through this podcast is to empower you to learn to educate yourself. We cannot give you everything that you need through this one podcast. No one can do that through any podcast. So you need to own the education process. You need to own your racial awareness process and find books, find podcasts, find speakers that you like, find friends, you know, like find friends who know a lot more than you do. Find experts like Abdul, who, by the way, has a company that he did not talk about. But anyway. Oh, no, no, no. I would never call myself an expert. I mean, that to me is just way too arrogant. I mean, anybody who who calls themselves an expert in this work, man, run, head for the hills as fast as you can. I mean, I'm just somebody who wants to know how this thing goes, how this game is played, how this thing works. And I'm just somebody who cares enough to spend a lot of time and effort digging into this stuff. Um, Yes, y'all. So feel empowered to go and do your own research. What we're giving you here are just some really, really good nuggets, but you can go out and educate yourself as well. So Yes. So... 
Yes, if you wanna um, if you wanna find if you wanna find us on the social medias right now, we're just on Facebook. You can go to mm-hmm. uh, so facebook.com forward slash Christian Soldier S O U L J A H. Right. So yeah. if you're looking for the groups in Facebook, it's Facebook groups. It's a Facebook group of Christian Soldier, and um, yeah. So my mm-hmm. yeah my. My company, my business yeah. is Monarch Training and Development. So it's Monarch TD is in Tango Delta. So monarchtd.com. Yeah. <laughs> and you can, I guess you can find me in there via email at Abdul, A-B-D-U-L at monarchtd.com. Um, but uh, yeah, this is, this is going to be a very cathartic podcast, I think, for all of us as well. So we are... We are incredibly grateful and thankful if you stuck in for the whole hour or for the however long this was. I don't even know how long it was. I didn't look at the timer. But, but if, if you stuck in, you know, we're going to be having these kind of conversations around different themes and ideas. And so we just really honor you and thank you for showing up and listening. So um, before we sign off, next episode is going to be about discussing racism and justice with, with friends. friends. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, so, so the next one is going to be about discussing racism and social justice with white evangelicals and with white friends. So mm-hmm. tune into that one. And that's going to be a fun That's going to be, oh, yeah. yeah. So we're going to get it in just like we did today. And again, we thank you guys for showing up and, 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 and being a part of this journey with us. And we don't know you, but we value you. We honor you and we love you. And so this is, um, Christian Soldier Podcast signing off. And until next time, everybody, keep the faith. Peace. Keep the faith. Peace, y'all. Saludos.